Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Good evening. This is DTW Ministries, and I'm your host this evening, Reverend Aaron Williams. God bless you. Um, we're going to, before we get into the word, um, even before we open up in prayer, we're going to hear um, a portion of a song that I've written that I'm encouraging you guys to go ahead on. Um, it should be on YouTube. Um, go on your media outlets, um, CD Baby, um, Google Play, iTunes is there still for you to purchase, and um, hope that you like it. Um, here it is. Um, you can play that, um, Minister Rob. I appreciate it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you so much, um, Mr. Rob. Appreciate it. Um, we're excited about what the Lord is doing. You know, that song um, encouraged the word, matter of fact, by our last broadcast, Broken in Worship. Um, and as we move forward in worship, you know, we're not looking to um, for the masses, we're not looking for people to like and comment. You can do all of that, but we're doing it just like when I'm released this CD. I did it because it was in me. I did it because I felt I had to do it. I didn't want to be in a place where I would live in regret. I would live in a place where I should have done this. I should have released it. I should have did this song. I should have ministered this word. I should have sang. I, I should have went. I shouldn't. No, I, I want to make sure whatever's in me, and I, I want to encourage you, children of God, that whatever's in you, make sure you get it out. God, make sure you get it out. Let's open up in prayer. God, we do thank you and we bless you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, God, for your mercy. Uh, yes, God, thank you for all that you're doing. God, not just for your people, God, but you cause the sun to shine on the just as well as the unjust. So you've been good to all of us. And we just pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in your sight, that you would bless this word that you would bless the hearers of this word, God, that it may bring forth fruit to your glory, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. So we, what, what we want to be talking about today is we are called to be soldiers. You know, we are called to be soldiers. As I was looking and just reading through um, the epistles, um, second epistle of Timothy, 
um, in understanding and reading um, the author. We know it was written by Paul, um, but as he was writing to um, Timothy, just to encourage him to be strong in the Lord, and he was just encouraging him to continue to go forth, you know, as, as Paul had been an example to him, now being bound, now being in prison, he was encouraging young Timothy, you know, to, to be the like the example that I showed you. And just as I showed you, show others that are able to teach and able to preach, able to minister, able to carry this word further. Because if you recall Paul being in prison, a lot of people that were called or so-called themselves Christians began to use his bonds, began to use his chains against him. They're saying, hi, you must have did something wrong. Have you ever did that? Have you ever noticed that that people try to um, put you in a box or put you in a certain category because of the things that fall out in your life? Yeah, and, and, and a lot of things happen because we, listen, we make poor decisions sometimes. You know, I know I did. Um, and a lot of things befall us because of the decisions we make. But Paul was encouraging Timothy that, hey, this happened for the furtherance of the gospel. You know, this happened because as I carry the cross, as I carry my cross, as I carry the burden of the gospel, as I do what the Lord tells me, I'm being put in bond. These things are happening to me. So I want you to continue to be encouraged, Timothy. Because all you you see that these things are happening, but don't be disillusioned. Don't lose your focus on Christ. Don't lose your focus on God. Because as these things are happening to me, they will happen to you. Things will happen, but you keep your focus, Timothy. And then it starts in chapter two and says, "Thou therefore, my son." says, thou, therefore, because of all these things happen, because of the things that you've seen, because of the things that you know, allow these things to guard your mind. Allow these things to encourage you. Don't allow them to discourage you. Allow them to encourage you. So verse 1 in chapter 2 says, thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace, we can understand the word strong, and we talk about grace, and I know a lot of us, we always say that it's unmerited favor. So if we read it as that definition, it says, therefore, my son, be strong in the unmerited favor, in the goodness of God. But uh, we've learned that it even means further than that. It's not just the favor of God, but it's the ability that God gives you. God gives grace. God God gives us grace and provision. He gives us what we need to do the work. Uh, He doesn't put us in a place that he doesn't equip us that can carry out the work. So be strong in the equipping that is in Jesus Christ. If we could read it a different way, don't just be strong, but be strong in the things that God gave. We, we, We want to realize and recognize that it's not by might, not by power, but it's by the spirit of God that we are who we are, that we do what we do, that we say what we say. Why? Because it's only through Christ. It's only through the Holy Spirit that yokes are destroyed. It's only through the anointing, not our ability. Not unto us, O God, but unto you be all glory, be all honor, be all dominion, be all praise, for God alone is worthy. Be strong, therefore, my son. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and the power is might. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. This strength is not in ourselves. This strength is in God. Verse 2 says, and the things that you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men. Listen, who shall be able to teach others also? Don't, don't, don't waver to the left. Don't, don't waver to the right. It says, Paul said in, verse, in chapter 1 that all of Asia turned against him. All of those people that he encouraged, all those people that he preached to, all those people that were converted by the gospel that he preached once he became a prisoner, once he got locked up, (laughs) once he was thrown in prison, they all turned away from him. But he continues to encourage, even from the prison cell, my son, be strong. The things you've heard, don't let them slip. The things you've heard, don't let them slide. Good evening, Reverend Suttles. God bless you. The things that you've been taught, make sure you stand on those things and look for men, look for women, look for those who are faithful. Look for those who have the same commitment. Look for those who are able to teach others 
also. One thing I, I, I appreciate about the teaching that I've had in my life is that it was so applicable. It was so applied to our lives and in our ears that even as we strayed somewhat as we grew up, that word still brought us back into line. That word still lined our lives up. Now, as the Bible says, train up a child the way it should go, and when it is older, it will not depart. Now I see how things were deposited into our spirits just by the preaching of the gospel. And I wanted to go to verse 3 because verse 3 says, Thou therefore, because of all, it is another therefore, because, God, because, Timothy, that you're strong in God's grace, because, Timothy, you're strong in Christ Jesus, because, Timothy, that you've been called to this gospel, because you've heard, because you've seen, because you've committed other men, because you've done these things now. As you know my history, as you, as you know the things that I've been called to do, as you know the things that befell my life because of the furtherance and the furthering of the gospel. Now, therefore, endure hardness. See, we needed someone to hear what we were doing. We needed someone to hear what we were saying. We needed someone to see our lives, that now, because of what we see, because of what we see, because of the example that we had, that we were able to now begin to do the right thing. We were able to endure hardness. But I like this part because this is where we want to talk about today as a good soldier. I'm trying not to pay too much attention, but it looks like my video feed on Facebook has ended for some reason. I don't know what happened, but I'm not going to worry about it. Therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier. Recently, past week, had two major deaths in our family. We had lost our, on this side of the family, our matriarch, the last one that we had on this side of the family, uh, Mother Smoot. And her funeral was just this past um, Thursday. Um, that wasn't the, the real problem. The problem was while I had heard the news of Mom Smoot passing, right in the midst of that, um, while I was plan, I heard of that right in the middle of planning the funeral for my sister. You know, my sister had passed on Saturday before last. And I said, God, I don't understand what's going on, because right when I thought I was able to get something done, I got a phone call to say, Mom, Smoot died. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. What are we going to do? But God strengthened us, and he allowed me to minister this word at my sister's funeral, endure hardness as a good soldier, because some people look for a way out. Some people look for a way of escape. Some people say, because I'm not the pastor, you know, because I'm not the minister, because, you know, because I'm not the bishop, because I'm not the teacher, you know, it's not things, certain things I don't really have to do because, you know, I'm not the one that has the the reverend. I'm not the one that has the collar. I'm not the one that's called out to do all those things. I'm just saved. No. No, no. I, I want to get you know the illustration, and it seems like I definitely lost my stream um, for Facebook, and I, I can't get into it and try to do all this and still minister effectively to you guys, so I'm going to just stay on the broadcast. Um, but as we looked at that, all of us are called to be soldiers. We, yeah, you. that's correct. You might not be called to be a pastor. That, that's correct. You might not be called to be a prophet. That's correct. You might not be called to do all these other things that God is calling us to do it, calling others to do. But what you are called to do is to be a soldier. Uh, and, and, and the issue with being a soldier and what I like so much about being a soldier is that 
It doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter what your title is. It doesn't matter what you're doing or what you feel you're, you're not called to do. You're all, we are all called to be soldiers and listen, in the army of our God. We are soldiers in the army of our God. You might not be it, it, one illustration we had in the service being in the military is that it, all of us went through basic training, and it did not matter. It did not matter. <laughs> it did not matter what job you had. If you was the chef, if you was nothing but a yokeman, a secretary, if you worked in the office, it didn't matter because when the horn sound, when the alarm sound, you had to, as every soldier, grab their gun. <laughs> you had to grab your weapon. Every soldier had to grab. It didn't matter what type of, it didn't matter what type of position you held in the army. It mattered that when the alarm sound, you made sure you grabbed your weapon. You made sure you grabbed your gun. You made sure you grabbed your weapon. Therefore, endure hardness. Go through the test. Go, go through the ridicule. Go through the persecution as a good soldier, as one that's called, that's tempered. My God, that's, that's why I'm glad this next verse really tells it all. It says, it says a good soldier what? Of who? Of what? I'm a soldier. How am I a soldier? Of Jesus Christ. Then it, it gives us the condition of this soldier shipped. I made that word up. It gives us the condition of that. It said, because no man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who have chosen him. My God. that That's a strong word. Because I, I, I've always thought that said that we had called him to be. No, he didn't just call us to be a soldier. He chose us to be soldiers. He looked in us. He knew us before eternity and picked us. Yes, God. He picked us by hand to be a representative of him. He picked us by hand. My God. He picked us himself. I think I finally got this Facebook thing down packed, but he picked us. He picked us himself to be soldiers. So in the Army, it doesn't matter what your position is. In the Army, it doesn't matter where you work at. In the Army, it doesn't matter if you work on the tarmac. It doesn't matter if you work in the office. It doesn't matter if you work in the kitchen. We're all called to be soldiers. It doesn't matter what your position was. When the alarm sounds, everybody has to grab their weapon. Verse 4 says, no man that wars entangles himself. No man gets mixed up with the affairs of this life. Why? Why can't I do the things that I want to do? Why can't I engulf and entangle myself with the things and the affairs of this life that I may please him who has chosen me, who have chosen you to be a soldier? God knew us in eternity. And he called us to be a soldier. Yes, some of us are pastors. Yes, some of us are evangelists. Yes, some of us are teachers. Yes, some of us are missionaries. Some of us are singers. Some of us have the gifts of healing. Some of us have the gifts of tongues. But when the alarm sounds, we all have to be adorned with the armor. We all have to put on our war clothes. When tribal comes, when situations arise, uh, yes, yes, God. I'm hearing it looks like a job for a Christian. Uh, yes, God. It looks like it's a job for a Christian. You can't, you can't eat what you want and be a good Christian. You can't go where you want and be a good Christian. People say, well, what kind of restrictions are on that? It's depending on do you know the rules. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with you for a minute there, but do you know the rules? 
Do you want to go high? Anybody that knows anything about the gym, <laughs> I'm glad you can only see this part. But anyone who knows anything about the gym, you know that there's a difference between those that are what they call gearheads, that, that are muscle heads, that work out all the time. You can see the difference in their body. But they don't just go to the gym. They eat right. They sleep right. They do things that keep them active. They do things that keep their metabolism working and burning calories all the time. Why? So when they come to the gym, they don't have to worry about burning off fat. They can all work to build muscle. Yes, a lot of us. Uh, we, we're there. We, we're working out. We're praying. We're doing those Christian calisthenics, but we're burning fat, and, and we don't recognize any change. We, we haven't seen anything. We've been, I've been doing this for a year. I've been, I've been saved, and I don't see any growth. I don't see any victory. I didn't see anything change, and a lot of us get disillusioned and pull out and leave and leave the church because we're looking for things to happen quick. You know, we're in this microwave society. We're looking for things to happen quick. We're looking for things to happen in a few days because that's what we want. But God is a slow cooker. But if you discipline yourself, I'm going to read verse 4 again. No man that wars, no man that goes to war, no man that strategically puts himself in the place to battle, no man that does these things entangles himself with the affairs of this life. Why? Because they can be distracting. Why? Because it causes you to do things that commit your time, that commit your life to other things and not to the gospel, that he may please him. When I'm reading this portion of the scripture, I'm hearing study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto man. See, a lot of us study. I know I'm very guilty. I study because I want to have a good presentation. I study that people may say, oh, wow, he's studying. Oh, he knows something. Oh, oh he's okay. He, he got a little scripture on this belt. But the Bible says don't study for that purpose. Study that God may be approved, that God may approve of your study, of your searching, of your diligence. For God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, that he may please him who has called him to be a soldier. Then verse 5 says, if a man also strives for masteries, it says, and masteries is really victories. If a man is striving to win, I know that is your portion in your mind. You, you, you don't do this to lose. You do it to win. Yet he is not crowned, except he strive lawfully. My God, 1 Corinthians 9 says, Don't you know that they which run a race all run, but only one receives the prize? And every man that strives for mastery is tempered in all things. Now they do it to receive a corruptible crown, but we do it that we may receive an incorruptible crown. Verse 26 in First Corinthians 9 said, I therefore run, not uncertainly, so I fight, not as one that's beating the air. But listen to verse 27. I keep my body under and bring it into subjection. That's that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be cast away. What does, what does keeping my body under have to do with racing? What, what does keeping my body under have to do with running? What, what does keeping my body under have to do with being a soldier? Why are these things in correlation with others? Because discipline is a part of the Christian character. Discipline is a part of the Christian walk. Discipline is a part of what we do as Christians. That's not a word that we use. That's not a word that we use all the time. We don't use the word Christian and, and discipline. We, we don't use those words together because, you know, we're we, we under mercy and grace. You know, that's what, that's what we say. We're under mercy and grace. So, you know, it's willy-nilly. No, no, it's not. God is calling us 
I, I know he's calling me. God is calling us to holiness. God is calling us to preparedness. Don't you know the scripture said, I go to prepare a place for you? God is not going to prepare a place for people who just willy-nilly. I, I don't want, and I don't want to put too much legalism on you, but God is looking for us to fill his shoes. He told us to occupy until he comes. We, we are to stay and stand in his place. We are to stand where he stood. We are to do what he did. Verse 27 says, but I keep under my body, and I bring it into subjection. We got to stop using the excuse that, you know, if God wanted me to do that or God wanted me to deliver it, God would bring me out of that. Yeah, God is able. But what are we doing as our portion to keep our bodies under, to stay in line with the rules, to make sure that we're striving for victory? If we're striving for victory, there's something that you have to do. If you're striving for victory, there's some things you can't do. If you're striving for victory, it's not just about how fast. Do you have any stamina? Yeah, I ran fast, but after the first race, I had to be disqualified because I was too tired to run the second and third race. No, I keep my body under that I'm able to finish my race. Matthew 7 says, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, my God. Can you imagine that? Running in purpose. Running to win, running to do what you believe is the will of God, but not according to the law? What's the law? The law is you must be born again. Uh, I didn't want to get there before 930, but you must be born again. There are a lot of people that have good intentions. There are a lot of people who are good at life. There are a lot of people who are successful, who fill and fit right here in Matthew 7.21. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, ah, yes, God, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father. Bible says we can't even have the Father except we have the Son. Many will say, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we do many wonderful works? And he will say, my God. Bible says he'll profess to them, I never knew you. What a crazy paradox to be in church. And God say, I never knew you. To, to, to be in the sanctuary, to be in your Bible, to pray every day, and God say, I don't know you because you didn't abide by the rules. How do I get to abide by the rules, brother Aaron? I'm glad that you asked that question. I know you heard me say just a few minutes earlier that we can't have the Father except we have the Son. And he said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. We get to abide by the rules when we surrender our wills to the will of God. When we confess that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the substitute, that Jesus came and died for all mankind, that he was hung on a cross he was buried, descended, and rose on the third day, and now is ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. We can be soldiers today because in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. We are called to be soldiers. We don't have to be tough. All we have to do is surrender. We, we, we don't have to be great. All we have to do is say yes. We don't have to, my God, make the mark as according to man's standard. All we have to do, ah, yes, God, is show ourselves approved unto God. I'm already challenging you, and it's only 930. I'm challenging you today as we look at being a soldier 
Timothy, my son. Timothy was a young man. He wasn't an old man. He was a young man. Paul was encouraging him again. Hey, look at what happened to me. Look at my life. You know what I stood for. You know what I did. You know how I stood on the gospel. You know how I preached. But look what happened to me. Don't do like those who called themselves my friends and turned their back on me when evil things befell me. But you endure hardness. Tell me you right there because I want you to turn down that bottle. I want you to stop that drinking. I want you to stop taking those pills and saying because you can't cope with life. When Christ has given you hope, when Christ has given you strength, he says that we are to be in the grace, in the grace that God gives, in the grace that we've been called. It says in verse 1 in chapter 2 of Second Timothy again, be strong in the grace. Be strong in the ability that God gives. Be strong in the enablement of the Spirit of God. Be strong. How do I be strong? See, we, we have to learn this. This is not a matter of just our wills. This is a matter of surrender. This is not just a matter of our pride or our arrogance or our strength, but in our humility. We find strength in God as we humble ourselves, as we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. God begins to mold and make and pour more of himself into us. Yeah, we, 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 we want to be it, It's good that you have that type of attitude. It's good that you have that type of character. Some people, I know that my wife, my wife is very, 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 has a very strong will. Somebody, some people would even call her stubborn. But when she says she's going to do something, you better believe it. It's done. It's a done deal. She said, well, years ago, 25, maybe 30, maybe more than 30 years ago, I'm going to stop smoking. We were smoking. We were smoking almost a pack a day. She said, I'm going to stop smoking. And I never seen her pick up another cigarette. I said it about a dozen times before I finally, and I still ain't do it. The Lord had to take the taste out of my mouth to the point where when I would smoke, I would get sick all over again. Like it was the first time I ever inhaled a cigarette. And the Lord took the taste out of my mouth. I thank God for that. But she was one that said, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And that's a done deal. It's done. You know, some people have a very strong will. And thank God for that because, listen, the gift and strength of your will, God gave you. God gave us everything that we have. God gave you, you can sing. God gave you that gift. You can organize. You, you, you can put things together. You can speak well. You can do anything that you can do. God gave it to you. It doesn't matter if you're in church or out of church. In Corinthians, it also says, and some he gave to the church. Some he gave to the church. Some of the gifts are in the church. Not all of them are in the church, but they all came from God. I want to encourage you here. It doesn't matter what you are called to do. It, it doesn't matter what your job is. Some of you may be a CEO. You may be a CFO. You might be the chief in charge. You might be at the top of your game in whatever field you are. But remember this, when the alarm sounds, I like I like that. <laughs> I like that saying. When the alarm sounds, make sure you pick up your weapon. When the alarm sounds, make sure that you get your gun. When the alarm sounds, make sure that you're dressed and ready to go because you're called. You're called. You're chosen, the Bible says. It says that he who he has chosen him, we're walking to please him that has chosen us to be a soldier. I'm so glad, he, and I feel that it's already over, but I know we got a good 20 more minutes of broadcasting left. But as I'm looking out at the things that God has put in, I'm, I'm going to keep reading this. It's in, in verse 5, again, in 2 Timothy 2, 5, it says, if a man also strive, I'm going to read how it says this in my Bible, for victory, 
Yet he is not crowned except he strives according to the rules, except he plays by the rules. The farmer that labors must be the first partaker of the fruit. God is bringing us through things. Uh, 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 Pastor Dennis Williams um, said something um, a few weeks ago. He said that God is creating avenues to himself. He's creating paths of purpose. He's creating paths of pursuit. I'm going to challenge you right here, challenge number two, that whatever you find yourself in, use it. Use the pain. Use the unforgiveness. Use the, the mistreatment. Use the abuse. As pathways to God, as avenues of access. Use those as tools to run to him, to run to his face, to run to his feet, to run to his name, to run. For the Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it. And they are safe. I want to challenge you right there. Don't use it as an opportunity to run away. Don't don't use it as an opportunity to cower because you're not called to cowardice. You're called to a soldier, my God. You're called to war. I, I told a friend of mine, my brother to be exact, there, there, there's a place where you have to get to that you say, I'm going to fight. You, there's a place you have to get to that says, I'm going to put up my hands. There, there's a place that you have to get to, and there's a place that you find in brokenness. We, 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 we're going to stay on that for a little while as we move forward in the future broadcast, because I, I, I really believe that broken in my worship is, is, is a place where God allows us to reveal or to open ourselves up to him, to who we really are, that when we come in front of people, we can come with boldness. We can come with confidence. We can come with anointing. We can come with purpose. We can come with power. And people say, wow, you're this, you're that. No, it's because I allow the spirit of God to break me. I allow the spirit of God to bend me. I allow the spirit of God to do what he wants as I pull my heart to him in secret that he may bless me openly before men. So when people see, they think it's this powerful person. No, he just don't know. It's him. God is the powerful one. I'm going to say this scripture. I love it. I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. My God, God spoke it once, but twice have I heard it. And that is that power belongs to God. I want to encourage you right there because as the son of perdition has not been revealed, the Antichrist has not come on the scene, still belongs to God. The Holy Spirit is still on the earth. Power is still, God didn't, we're not the portion where it says that God had gave it over to Satan, to the dragon, to the false prophet. No, power is still here in the church. Deliverance is still here in the church. Healing is still here in the church. Salvation is still here in the church, but who will endure the hardness like a soldier, who will recognize that's why I was put here. That's why I'm made the way that I'm made. That's why I fight the way that I fight. That's why I can hold on the way that I'm holding on because he designed me to fight. He didn't just choose me. He didn't just choose us you know, down the road. He didn't just choose us today. We were chosen in purpose in him before the foundation of the world. Don't we, I, I like this, even this thought and this concept that we were in the mind of God in eternity before he even said, let there be. Before he brought the world together, we were already in the mind of God, <laughs> chosen in him. <laughs> we were already chosen in him, and he chose us to be a soldier. He chose us to be warriors. He chose us 
to be kings and priests. He chose us and said, you'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above only and not beneath. Ah, yes, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Uh, any man that um, strives for masteries or any man that wars uh, doesn't entangle himself. When I realize you, because as you pray, you begin to realize the things that hold you down. When you begin to pray and seek the face of God and stay in your Bible, you begin to realize the things that hinder you, and you begin to throw stuff off. You begin to let stuff go because you, you begin to recognize them as weights in your life. And as you begin to recognize them as weights, yeah, you find yourself striving for more. This got to come off. This is slowing me down. This got to come off. This is weighing me down. This got to come off. This is putting me down. This got to come off. Because the man that wars does not entangle himself. And when you recognize your soul is in a fight, when you recognize your mind is in a battle, when you recognize your eternal salvation, hallelujah, is being fought against, you begin to put up your hands and bend your knees. You ain't putting up your hands to throw blows. You're putting up your hands to bring them together. You're putting up your hands to posture yourself for prayer. You're putting up your hands as a place of surrender and worship. You're putting up your hands. Uh, maybe we'll preach that one time. Put your hands up. Because as we surrender to him, we recognize it's not us that's doing the work. When we surrender to him, we recognize again that it's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by his spirit. When we surrender to him, we begin to realize and recognize the strength that he endows us with to sustain us, the keeping power. We, we, we recognize all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. For whoever's in, if any man, if any man, it didn't say you had to be a certain type of man. It said any man, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. We're finding new life in God. We're finding new life in our position as a soldier. We're finding that as soldiers, you have to wear certain gear. <laughs> you have to put on the right boots. Yeah. And Christianity is saying having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You have to have on your backpack and your armor, your fatigues and camouflage. In Christianity, it says having on your loin girt about with truth and the breastplate of righteousness. My God. You have to stay dressed correctly as a soldier. As a soldier, you have your hat, your helmet. In Christianity, it's called the helmet of salvation. My God. Hallelujah. If that's not enough, we have also the shield of faith, where the Bible says you may be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked. What the enemy wants to do to you, as he tried to do to Timothy, as I'm reminding you that Timothy was a young man, what the enemy wants to do to you is to discourage you, to disillusion you, to disqualify you, and take you out of the race before you learn how to fight. See, as we come into the body, as we come into our soldiership, I told you I made that word up. I'm going to use it for the rest of the night. As we come into our position as soldiers, we learn that all of our weapons and the weapons of our warfare that are not carnal, but they are not for offense. The five that I named are all for defense. Because no one comes in knowing. No one comes with all the answers. 
but we have the helmet. We have the breastplate. We have our loins girded about. We have our feet shod. We have our faith and our shield, our buckler. We have the Lord. We have the Holy Spirit. We have these things here as a defense. And the devil tries to continue to bombard you and overwhelm you while you're in a posture of defense. And you find yourself getting beat down, getting worn down, getting torn down, getting worn out. And the devil wants to do that before you learn how to use your sword, before you learn how to use that weapon, that offensive weapon, The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is my next challenge and possibly the final challenge of the night. Study to show yourself approved unto God. The things, the questions, don't just ask Facebook. Don't just ask YouTube. Ask the Lord. Dig into your Bible. Get yourself a Bible dictionary. Get yourself a Hebrew and Greek lexicon. You don't really have to go that far. Get a Bible and a Bible dictionary. Get you a good dictionary also, American Standard Dictionary, um, unabridged version, whatever you can for word study. And as you continue to do that, and the Bible says also, those who are mature, by reason of use. They are those that are out that have studied the word, but they've also gone out and they've gotten into conversation. As you talk, as questions come up and you don't have answers, it causes you to go back into further study. So as you're studying even the more, (laughs) yes, as you're studying even the more, you'll begin to find that you're going from strength to strength, from rank to rank. You're learning here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. We're moving into the things of God, but the enemy wants to try to attack you and bombard you before you learn how to use the word as your offensive weapon. We are called to be soldiers. We are called to fight. We are called, my God, to be humble. We are called to surrender to God. That's my next challenge. Maybe you don't know what it is to surrender. Maybe you don't know what it means to give in to God. Maybe you don't know what it means to be born again. As we said, as Nicodemus said, how can a man be born again when he's old? After Christ told him, you must be born again. It's not about what church you go. It's not about who's your pastor. It's not about the shoes. It's not about where you live at. It's not about your bloodline. It's about his blood that was shed for the sin of the world. You say, but how do I surrender? I go to church. The word of God says that Christ is calling all of us to repentance. Repentance is not just saying, I'm sorry, but repentance is turning away. So I'm going to say a prayer, and then we're going to talk about surrender before that prayer, because surrender is just like I'm doing to you right now. God, I don't understand. I hear it. I believe it. I've been in church all my life, you know. I thought I was a Christian, but I never heard about repentance. I didn't know I had to surrender. How do I do that? That that open conversation to God is a part of your surrendering. As you come before him, the Bible in Romans said that if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So as we believe that gospel story, that God sent his only begotten son into the world to be the propitiation, to be the substitute, to be the sacrifice, to pay the debt penalty for our sins, 
that he died and was buried and rose on the third day, as is written in Scripture, and is now seated at the right hand of the majesty on high, making intercession for you and I. And if you believe that, I just need you to repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from iniquity. Jesus, by your spirit, come into my heart as Lord and Master of my life. Thank you for saving my soul. Amen. If you said what you meant and you meant what you said, God has done what you've asked. You've confessed. Now tell someone that I've been born again. Find yourself a church home where you can grow that teaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to say this. I really don't want to, but I think I need to say this, that one thing that I've learned, that this Bible is the word of God. I use a King James Version. I do have other Bibles behind me, Bibles over there, the American Standard, uh, couple revised, uh, some other Bibles that are in plain English, but I use the King James Version and um, religion that adds to this book, or you have to have another book with this. For me, it's an issue. I believe that the book has a cover on the front and the back because there's no addition to it. There's no amendments to it. So I want to challenge you right there to get into your Bible and study your Bible and don't use something that man added. There's no hidden and no secret interpretation. The Bible tells you that. So we want to make sure, bless you, Sister Claudia, we want to make sure that you are studying and reading your Bible. That's my challenge to you, study and reading your Bible. At this time, we're going to bring on, I would say, our engineer on stage and on call minister of the gospel, um, Elder um, Pop-Pop Johnson, (laughs) Rob. um, uh, So we, we, boy, thank you. God bless you, Rob. Um, He's going to make some announcements and um, give you some instructions on how you can correspond with Purpose Kingdom, and then we'll come back for the final remarks and the benediction. Thank you so much, Reverend Williams. And uh, before I go into the analysis, let me tell you, tonight's show was uh, very inspiring and and very powerful. And, you know, when you say we are all a soldier in the Army of the Lord, that brings two things to mind. One, the song, I am a soldier, I can't sing, so I'm not going to go through any verses. But the other part was was that when you say, you know, we all are soldiers, and it brought me to mind of David when he was just a shepherd boy, and he just stood and he challenged when no one would ever challenge Goliath. He stood forth and had the power of the Lord, and he conquered Goliath. And with that being said, let me just go into the announcements. This is the Product Purpose Camp Network, and I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. We thank you so much, and we appreciate your listenership and your support. We greatly appreciate those that share and <clears throat> let their family members and friends know that we are on at Purpose Camp Network. We thank you so much, and we really appreciate your support. We thank you so much. Anytime you're in the contact us here at Purpose Camp Network via email, it's purposecamnet at gmail.com. We can share your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer request. We're also on Instagram and and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. We also invite you to like our Facebook page at Purpose Kingdom. We can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. We greatly appreciate that. For those that continue to share with their friends and family members, we just can't go on without your support, and we just appreciate that. And um, for those that have iPhones, 
please, please, please. Uh, that purple icon that's on your phone, just click on that and then type in Purpose Kingdom. Hit the like button or the follow button, and you will not miss a single episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. We thank you so much. And with guys, well, guys, bless them. We hope you join us tomorrow evening for the 19th hour. Um, right now, our programming for Wednesday for tomorrow is uh, up in the air. And but we will, if you those that follow our Facebook page, will see who will be on tomorrow evening at the 19th hour. We thank you so much for, for doing so. Uh, also, uh, we are up starting pretty soon, and most likely May 9th, our Purpose Kingdom. Network radio uh, show uh, or network, which is going to be 24 hours a day, and it's going to be on RadioCo.com, where we will be broadcasting 24 hours a day with ministry and music and our regularly scheduled one-hour programs each and every day. And so, well, guys, well, guys, blessing. We are just waiting for the fruitions of what's to come. Thank you so much, and with that being said, I'm going to turn the program back over to Reverend Wayne. Amen. Thank you, Minister Rob. Appreciate you so much. Yo, um, <laughs> I've been told I, I have to check my vernacular. You know, I got the yo, yo. I, <laughs> I, I try to talk with etiquette sometimes. I might throw a big word out there, but in the most part, you know, I, I'm very comfortable with how I talk. That's who I am. So I, I, I sometimes, you know, um, mask it or sometimes, you know, bring it in. But most of the time, on the most part, I uh, talk the way that I talk. I, I don't say no. I, I, I'm not, I'm ain't, <laughs> I'm not uh, too um, literate with Ebonics. You know, unless I'm around family, then I just go ahead and let it go. But um, we, thank, we thank God. I see, I, I know you can see that, um, I'm letting this beard, this, this thing, it's just like crazy. I said I wasn't going to let my beard grow, let my hair grow. You know, um, I was talking to my son. He uh, he has a full head of hair. And, um, and he was worried that, because uh, when he seen me, he seen me, I was bald. He was worried that um, he was going to end up bald when he got older. So uh, I told him I was going to let my hair grow. Um, so that he would see that he doesn't have to worry about that. Um, none of the men in my family had um, gone bald. We all had hair. You know, there's always a first time though, but um, we, we, none of us had had that issue um, with losing our hair. So I thank God for that. But I think I'm because he had a goatee. So I think I'm gonna let my beard grow a little bit. But as you see it coming in. It's all it's all gray. That's why I don't ever let it grow out. You know, it's all gray up here. So I, I didn't want to dye it. Um, when my brother began to dye his hair, he had gotten real ill. Whatever was in the dye, um, the chemical really um, was messed his skin up and some kind of way got into poison his system, and he was sick for a minute. Um, but so I never really had that problem, but I don't like because my hair grows so fast, you know, you do dye it black on Saturday, and by the time you go to um, work Monday, it's gray all up under the ring. No, we're not doing that. So I just would keep it off. So I think I'm going to let it grow for maybe a month before I shave it again because I'm not going to let it grow that long. But um, I, I want to encourage you, men, women of God, that whatever you do unto the Lord, do it with all your might. Do it like you're the one that was chosen to do it. Do it because he called us to be soldiers. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Remember that when you're going through hardness, he called you to be a soldier. Remember that when people are talking about you, that he called you to be a soldier. He called you. And listen, the, the, the best part, is we win. <laughs> the best part is that we're going to get a crown because we strived, we ran our race, and we did it according to the law. We did it according to the purpose of God. We did it according to the plan of God. We did it according to the word of God. Thou therefore, my son, endure hardness as a good soldier 
of Jesus Christ. For no man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. God, we do thank you and we bless you. Thank you for each and every listener. God, thank you that this Facebook Live, that this blog talk radio, that this Purpose Kingdom Network, God, has carried your word. I pray that it would go forth in the name of Jesus, that it will accomplish what you sent it out to do, that it will bring forth fruit to your glory, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold in Jesus' name. God bless you. Y'all guys have a great night. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.